Well, hello, Ben, and welcome to the Design Wise podcast. I'm really excited that you're joining the show today. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you uh, having me on. It's going to be fun. Of course. Of course it is. So let's just get started. Who is Ben Oliver? Who is Ben Oliver? Um, you ask different people, you're going to get different answers for sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, a little bit of background by me, born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee, and cool. uh, went to the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. So go Vols. Nice. Um, so I've always had an interest in, in dentistry. And uh, actually, all three of my college roommates are now dentists. And I actually applied and got into a dental school, just not the one I wanted. And got back home from college in 2008. And my next door neighbor happened to be a dental sales rep. He's like, Ben, you don't have to be a dentist to kind of pursue your love of dentistry. And I was like, what are you talking about? And so he kind of led me down the path of, you know, there's the manufacturer roles, there's sales, there's this and that. And lo and behold, I uh, took a job in Chicago with uh, Hugh Freedy, um, never going to that city before actually accepting position. So it was kind of crazy. Oh, wow. Um, that is crazy. Yeah. The day That's I moved move. in, it was, <laughs> yeah, well, it was negative 19 degrees actual temperature. The, the day I moved in and mind you, I'm from Tennessee. That does not bode well for me. Wow. So, a little bit crazy, but, uh, you know, I worked myself up from customer service to the technical services background and loved it. And, uh, had the opportunity to take the sales territory in South Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina, did that a few years and uh, met my wife and she lived in uh, beautiful Southern California. So it got transferred and did that. <laughs> so I was a, you know, Hugh Freedy rap where I kind of cut my teeth in dentistry and um, really learned the roles. And that's, you know, towards the end of my career at Hugh Freedy, I, I noticed that I loved being a part of the new office setup building a new office, seeing what that's like and yeah. started to pursue that. And so uh, fast forward, I've been doing this around seven years as an equipment technology and office design specialist. That's amazing. I mean, thanks for sharing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really funny listening to you say that. Um, I never really wanted to be a dentist. However, I always did love going to the dentist, which is I know crazy, but I've yeah. been going, okay. <laughs> I've been going every six months since I was, uh, you know, a little guy. So thanks to my parents for making that happen. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> but going back, it's all about the experience. And, you know, thankfully I had a great dent, a pediatric dentist that I went to. And even as a little guy, I remember the environment. I remember I was analyzing what it was like to be in the waiting room. I remember sitting in the chair and looking around at the cabinetry and the flooring and the lighting. Mm -hmm. So it's really funny. I didn't actually realize until you were saying that it's been, you know, dentistry has been part of your life for a long time that I think it was meant to be that I'm here as a dental designer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's so random because how many times do you go to a party or an environment that they're like, what do you do for a living? And you try to explain to them and they're like, that exists, dental dental anything exist? I'm like, yeah, somebody's got to do it. And I love That's it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's an awesome little niche that we're, we are in. And with this niche, I mean, I just love that we're able to share our story of how we got into it and what we actually do. So like on a daily basis, and I'm sure this changes every day, um, mm -hmm. what do you do for your clients? Yeah. Um, good question. They all have the same question to me as well. These dentists and, um, 
I have multiple hats. Yes, my my title is equipment sales specialist. So that's what it says in my business card. But as we know, like that little area doesn't really explain what you do day to day. <laughs> and uh, I can kind of break it down into kind of three categories. Uh, the first and my favorite part of my job is helping doctors create their dream practice. Um, and yes, I make my living off of the actual equipment that we put into those offices. But as we'll discuss, there's so much more to it. Um, there's the design aspect of it. There's um, as far as what type of equipment that you're getting, there's the actual talking to the contractors, seeing who's going to be the best fit, all of that. So uh, that is the best part of my job is the new office. But there's two other roles to my, my job on a day-to-day. -day. One is uh, practices that have existing equipment or need extra operatories outfitted. I'm there to kind of help them either just replace it with the same thing or, you know, I always, whenever you're making investments, I always want to take a step back. It's so easy that we're in this type of environment in this world that we just want things to happen just so fast. But if we yeah. kind of take a step back and say, hey, yes, this is what you've been using for the past 15 years but the world's changing and changing rapidly. So let's take this opportunity and sit down and discuss what works well, what doesn't work well, and let's find something that meets those goals. So I can do that for an office when it comes to the chairs, units, lights, even mechanical room, there's things to talk about. Not the sexiest part of my job is vacuums and compressors, but it's the heart and soul of the practice. So you got to make it work. That's um, right. And then lastly is technology. Um, you know, and we can talk about this too, but the, the design of dental offices, both just the overall flow, but then also the inner workings of it is largely based on technology and what you're doing with that tech now and what you're doing with it in 15 years to make sure that we're making an office um, as future proof as you possibly can, if that even exists anymore is how, how fast things are changing. But That's right. the technology, right? Uh, you know, seven years ago, less than 5% of dental offices had 3D in their office. Now that's approaching the same as people have scanners. So it's just rapidly, rapidly changing. Yeah, it is rapidly changing. And even with design, you know, I have a lot of questions and the doctors say, oh, will this still look great in 10 or 15 years? And I said, you know what the reality is, just like technology, design changes as well, because it's all mm -hmm. about what's making us comfortable in, the world really design trends fashion trends technology is ever changing so we have to prepare an office for our clients that is able to evolve throughout the time right yeah so, absolutely and so working with a new startup practice for you is probably a lot different than an office that's been around for five or ten years you know how do you go into an existing practice and recommend upgrades for your clients? Uh, for the existing, so one, it's existing as we're keeping the same office or it's a doctor that says, hey, I've been here 15 years and you know my lease is up and I'm moving into a new location. Are we talking about which one of those are talking? Those, those are actually two different discussions as well. They are two different discussions. Let's talk about both of them. So the first okay. one, let's just say, you know what, this doctor is uh, in, their, in their office for a couple of years and they want to upgrade their equipment. They're staying in this specific location. Mm -hmm. They're not doing anything uh, to the physical space, just the equipment wise. How do you go in and assess what they have and recommend how they could be better utilizing 
Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing is I need to go there and see what they're using and how the office is laid out. It's, it's x-rays for a patient, a new patient exam. We can't, we can't diagnose something that we can't see. So I too need to be able to do that. And that starts with me walking through the practice. Um, things that they wouldn't necessarily know to be looking for is dental plumbing. Plumbing is a huge factor in what type of equipment that we can even put in there. Um, if the air in the vacuum is at the toe of the chair and that's the only place it is, then we can't talk about rear delivery unless you're that's wanting right. to trench the floors and talk about hundreds of thousands of dollars of upgrades. Um, how wide are the ops? How deep are the ops? Um, there's form and then there's function. Uh, and what we're trying to accomplish is something that one, they can be proud of the way it looks Two that it has everything from a professional standpoint that they can do the job properly. Mm -hmm. And three, put them in an ergonomic and great environment for it to function properly. And just because you want something doesn't mean that it might be the right environment for an existing space. New offices, we design it the way we want. Existing, let's work with what we have and make it as efficient, as functional as possible. So that's the baseline. What does the office look like now? What can it actually accept? And then once we narrow that down, then and only then can we talk about brands and options and things of that nature. It's, it's, it's a moot point until you have that foundation. Yeah, that's all so true. And, you know, I think in a couple of moments, let's talk about then what it's like to talk about a startup practice. But mm -hmm. you talk about different brands. How do you educate yourself on the brand so that you know what's right for your clients? Yeah, brands are constantly changing as far as not only brands coming to the market, we it's it's like everything else, there's more brands coming to the market. So we, you know, as equipment specialists, we educate ourselves on what's coming out. But something that's actually become more prevalent in the last few years is just because a brand has a great name 10 years ago when you bought the practice or what you think of a brand, there's so many mergers, acquisitions, changes especially with the pandemic going on um, that just because it was great then doesn't mean it's great now. Um, so we have to know that on the back end. but as far as brands go, I, I, I kind of break it down into kind of three segments, good, better, best, um, mm -hmm. because that's what it is. Uh, you know, would I love to equip it with the best equipment in the world? Then absolutely. And I'm sure most doctors would too. <laughs> Yeah. And so, but especially in a startup, that may not be the right thing or the, or even an op, a possibility to do that. But what we're trying to do is find something that works for the doctor and is professional and holds up. And so it's kind of cool. Henry Shine, we have an array of equipment going from very economical to the most expensive in the entire world and everything in between. So it's not that we don't carry that. And it's not that I will not sell something like that, but I have to educate the doctor on good, better, best. What does, what does that next price structure mean as far as long-term durability? I don't want to sell something that I'm going to have to apologize for. That's the last thing that I want. So whatever I sell, I want the doctor to be completely informed about the pros and the cons and then move forward. You know, just in order to allow our clients to be completely informed, I think you and I have the same mindset that we are information providers. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, you with equipment and the process and construction and design and throughout the months and months that it might take to plan out all of this. You know, I mean, even with an existing office and a new office, uh, we would all like it to happen really quickly, but it is a process that does take some time. And I think this is a great time. You and I shared this amazing philosophy that it's all about the team that our dental clients are surrounded by. So when starting a new practice, especially, um, you need a lot of people on your team, a lot of high quality people on your team that do it every day. Uh, and just yeah. like us, we do this every day. And, uh, you know, the dentist might only do this once every 10 years or once every 15 years, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what would you say to a new dental client who is thinking about opening a brand new startup practice? I'd say the first thing is what we talked about. Pick that team. Um, and I'm, you know, me well, I, I love analogies and it's just what we were talking about, how I kind of compare a a new office startup or any build out for that matter, um, in relation to a doctor doing a full mouth rehab or a full mouth reconstruction, we don't pick team members as we go along the process. We know who we're going to choose for that specific case up front, as far as, what type of implants are we going to use? What lab is going to be the best fit for this customer in this situation? What is the timeline going to be? Who is the oral surgeon, periodontist, whoever is going to be doing the surgery before the restoration? You don't just randomly pick that along the way because that's when you start increasing risk. Mitigating risk is the best thing that we can actually do when it comes to a new office startup. Because we have bumpers, you know, on a new practice startup, the loans are pretty, you know, pretty tight, depending on the specialty, we kind of know the overall budget. But within that budget, how can we stay on it and uh, get the product that they want? And the best way to do that is pick the team. And those team members include the designer, the broker, the banker, the equipment specialist, the IT person, all these different elements, not to say that you have to have all of that picked out before you even start looking at practices. That's not realistic and that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. But as we start this process, interview several specialists. I'm not the only equipment specialist out there and I'm not the, everybody's cup of tea, if you will, right? (laughs) You need to find the best fit because in this day and age, you can get equipment from anybody. You can get a design from anybody. You can get IT from anybody. But what is the process like along that journey? Mm-hmm. And who do you feel comfortable and trust to take you along that path? And so that's where you need to start interviewing um, and asking clients uh, that you know, or you know, fellow dentists that you know that have used it in the past and see what their, um, their ideas, what they've done well, what they haven't done well. But it's that team approach, get that in place as soon as possible. That's amazing advice. I mean, having a team that you can trust is just a complete winning strategy. Um, When you have trust within your team, you can always ask questions and we all provide solutions, right? Mm -hmm. And Um, one thing I'll add on that is that me and you work together and we work well together. And and that's something that the doctor needs to know. Um, Those team members, if they're in the dental community, it's a small community, right? So we all kind of know each other. Some, some 
vendors and, and, and specialists work better with others. So if you know that there's a team that works well together, a well-oiled machine actually works best, right? Than a bunch of really good parts that maybe have not worked together before or maybe not work well together. That's right. And that's exactly what we are creating here in Southern California, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're blessed to live in a booming dental market mm-hmm. here in Orange County, Los Angeles area, San Diego area. And with that said, you know, there are so many dentists who are hoping and wishing to open their own practice. How do you get introduced to new clients? Uh, That too has changed over the last five to seven years since I've been doing this role. Used to, um, you know, it would be the special or the sales reps to go to door to door to these dental offices and say, Hey, I know a guy that is building out. Can you call them? Or my doctor's, you know, getting a new practice. I'll hear from the, you know, a banker that says, Ben, one of my docs is looking at building out. Can you help them and educate them on the process? Uh, And that's still the case bankers and brokers and, you know, designers such as yourself that are trying to make sure that you know who your team members that you can trust. So you're doing those same introductions as well. So that is still the case, but in the past three years, you know, the, you know, the dentists coming out are, you know, 26, 28, 30 years old, they have a different mentality on where they consume and where they find knowledge. And they're finding it on the internet. They're finding it on my Pinterest page. They're finding it on my Instagram. Um, I've, I've literally built two offices from people that reached out to me that saw pens from my Pinterest. Would that have ever happened five years ago? <laughs> no, like it's, it's so crazy, That's but yeah, so amazing. it's, it's, yeah. it's how people get that knowledge of who to go with is, is changing. And that's exactly why we're here having this conversation because podcasts are huge as well, right? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. A (laughs) hundred percent. Yep. Awesome. Um, Well, what advice can you give aside from the team and, you know, the equipment side of it and the construction side of it to a new dentist who has called you up for the first time and said, hi, Ben, I was referred to you by my friend. What is the first step I should take? to finding a new or to building my new office? The first thing I would say to do is write down what your goals are, what your wish list is, and know what are items that can be compromised and what can't be compromised. Once you write it down and write it in pen, don't have an eraser, write it down. (laughs) Because if you sit down and truly truly list why why are you wanting to do this in the first place what practices have you seen and what it's like that you're trying to to uh mimic or 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 set yourself after um how many operatories do you think you want how big of a space the location um all these things are extremely important and for me deal breakers so before you come to us you truly need to sit down and see what is your mission statement why are you doing this in the first place So you can explain that to all these specialists as you're interviewing to be a part of your team, because if they don't know the end result, how can they possibly get you to that point? So that's what I always suggest doctors do before they even talk to me, or if they do talk to me, I'm going to tell them to do the same thing. That's amazing advice. Guys, listen to Ben. That's amazing (laughs) advice. (laughs) Sometimes I should listen to my own advice in the personal world and set down those, because I do, I see too often, and 
And on a new practice startup, there is going to be a level of compromise. We're not dealing with an existing doctor that the banks are going to give just unlimited money to because they have a track record of history and of success and, and they can do it. We know that there's going to be compromises along the way, but knowing which items are not going to be compromised is just as important as the ones that can be. That's right. So write down your wish list in pen and manifest it to the world, right? That's right. Exactly. And then, <laughs> exactly. So, so speaking of the world, you know, the 2020 really did change the world um, in whole. How have you seen change in 2020 in a COVID world? And then how do you mm -hmm. see 2020? 20, excuse me, 2021 progressing in a post-COVID world, hopefully post-COVID. Yeah, world, I was about right? to say, I was like, it's a little bit of a hold my beer situation for 2021 That's right. so far. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but as far as, far as the, the design and, and the way that the dental market's going? Yes. Is that what you, okay. So really encouraged, first of all, so I don't want doctors to say, oh, we're in this COVID world. Nobody's going to expand. Nobody's going to do new practices. And I've actually found the opposite. I, if you look at the number of projects that I currently have, not only under construction, but as far as in the process of either finding the space, found the space, designing it, I've literally never in the past seven years had this many projects going on. And wow. it's, it seems crazy, but it's not because people have had time to sit down and kind of evaluate where they are at their career. And is that where they want to be? Or do they want to go ahead and do their own thing? And to be honest with you, we're in an environment that it actually helps out. The interest rates are way lower than they used to be. Okay. Um, we're finding buildings that are owned by big corporations that have a lot of cash that can give out um, a lot of tenant improvement allowance that weren't necessarily in a big rush to give you that money, but now they are. So it's a great environment. So I wouldn't say because of this, stop your dream. I would say push forward. So that's that's one thing. But then two, mm -hmm. as far as, you know, pre COVID post COVID, as far as design, it's changed a lot. Air purification is one thing that everybody asks about. Um, yeah. So how we're actually implementing that into the design aspect of it. Um, single room entry. That is a huge thing that we've been talking about barriers between open bay. How far from headrest to headrest are we putting chairs now? Um, whether or not COVID's going to be, a long-term part of this, we have to not make jerk and knee-jerk knee reactions on how we design it, but there's things that we've learned from COVID um, that maybe we should have been doing prior to it, that this has just really shined a spotlight on it. And so it has changed the design and flow of the office, but for the better, in my opinion. That's amazing. Uh, you know, form and function, those are mm -hmm. two main concepts when designing and we use the term design loosely actually because you're designing Very loosely right <laughs> and because you're designing strategies for your success when you're working with the whole team so there's of course interior design and interior architecture but there's also designing a game plan from start to finish so that when it's time to open the doors of a new startup practice you are ready to go you have all of the information that you need to open up and, and attract quality patients and quantity of patients as well, right? Yeah, and to be able to, to actually be functional with that quantity of patients. 
the design, <laughs> right. the flow. Right. And that's so that's right. one thing that I like about your designs. And that's, you know, you're not blowing smoke up your own right now because you don't want to. But the reality is that most designers that you have in Southern California that are dental, maybe not have the same design background of dental offices. Anybody can put chairs in a room, but where we put those chairs, where we put those, that sterilization, where we put the waiting room, where we put the restrooms matters. Everything matters as far as flow. And that's yeah. something that I think I know that you pride yourself on and I do as well. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so as we start to wrap up here, it's been an amazing conversation. So thank you yeah. so much. Um, do you have any book recommendations for dentists or any website recommendations for dentists to go to, to find out a little bit more about the process? Oh man. I'm trying to think. So as far as getting ideas, I really honestly do like my Pinterest page. Uh, <laughs> What's uh, your Pinterest 13, handle? B Oliver 1835. And um, <laughs> I actually created that because doctors really didn't have a good understanding of what they wanted. And if you, you can't, a, a contractor and a designer can't understand truly what you're going after unless you know what you want and pictures are worth a thousand words. So one, I would say that. Um, but then two, you're able to find so much on the internet. I mean, if you type into Google anything, you're going to find something that just because it's on Google doesn't mean it's right. Um, so I'd say be careful on doing that. Um, there's so many startup books and sometimes those books and everything are, are maybe guiding you towards a certain way or path for their own gain rather than to actually educate you. Yeah. So I'd say... I don't have a specific book that I like because it changes so fast. Yeah. Um, I would just say rely on the resources that are local um, to kind of help you along that path. Um, you asked me um, what my, one of my favorite motivational quotes is, and that's, right. that's you, you do you by Stuart Scott from ESPN, you know, rest in peace, my man. He's, he's amazing. But the reason I say that is because as we were talking about writing it in pen and paper, um, you have to be true to yourself. Use the guidance and knowledge that these specialists that you're going to be interviewing can give to you, but you have to remain true to what you want to do and why you want to do it. That That's is it. amazing. It's personal. It's professional. You do you, Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you absolutely. so much for joining the podcast. It's been amazing. And I know we'll continue to work together as an amazing resource here in Southern California and to dentists all around the country and the world. Why not? Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm game if you are to go, go travel when we actually can. I'm game. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, th thank you so much for having me on. I, I really do appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you for sharing your expertise, Ben. Absolutely. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Thanks for checking out our vlog, where it's our goal to help dentists get the most out of their venture. I'm Greg Marinelli, founder and lead designer at DesignWise, inviting you to check out our website at designwise.co, subscribe to our channel, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at designwise.co. See you next time.